Hello and welcome to episode 94 of the Daybotcast. This is a weekly podcast where the three of us come together each week to talk about K-pop and whatever's current in the industry. This week we got a few album reviews and also a topic which I found controversial, so we'll get to that. You're just um, salty. <laughs> no, I honestly, am, I honestly am. No, it's controversial to me. I'm just mad. I'm just like, what the hell? That's just, that's just salt, my dude. <laughs> I just like, I literally went to use said thing and it was gone. It's like, what the heck? Anyways... Um, as always, I'm joined by Nate. Walker, 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 crawling. Oh yeah, that flashing. Flashing <laughs> monster X symbol. Oh yeah. Alright, and I'm also joined by Andrew, who usually has three things. We are the champions, my friend. Just kidding. Oh, okay, Red Sox have won the World Series. Thank God I can actually sleep before midnight, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it was crazy. Um, there was a game over the weekend. It went 18 innings. It went eight hours. I watched, like, almost all of it. I didn't sleep until, like, 5 in the morning, basically, just because, like, it <laughs> ended at, like, 3 a.m., but I, I, after, I had to just contemplate my existence for a couple of hours because, like, oh, fuck. Literally two games worth. <laughs> and then, no, they lost. They lost that game. That was game four, or that was game three. And then game four, they, they, they were losing four to nothing. They come back to win it nine to four, which is crazy, and then they just, they just, they won game five as well, so I'm just, oh, man, I, it's just been crazy. And... It's going to get even crazier because on Wednesday, or the, the same week this is going up, I am going, I'm taking a bus up to Boston so I can see my first ever uh, championship parade because it's always tradition for the past uh, 15 or so years. Whenever a Boston team wins a championship, they go around on duck boats and then they have like a, a parade sort of rally sort of thing. So it's going to be insane. And I, I, I genuinely think I've been waiting to or I've been wanting to do this for years. It's just I could never do it because of school or something like that. But no, I, I have to I, I basically just YOLO'd it. <laughs> You're like, you know what? Screw it. Greyhound bus. Go. Okay. <laughs> uh, number two, I competed in my first uh, Magic the Gathering uh, Grand Prix uh, over the weekend and I did all right. I don't know. I, I just did. I didn't do a main event or anything. I just did a bunch of side events. It was fun. Very tiring. Uh, I got a lot of cards, made some money back. And most importantly, I picked up Nate's precious uh, thingy that Doesn't has there only, is, on it. Is there only one card in there? No, there's, no there's, it's a box. It's a box. Oh, okay. it has but like really, a, it's, it's, a, it's a drafting Ravnica, like Guilds of Ravnica box. There's 24 packs instead of 36. 36. But, but eight of them have special promos in them. I see. Which is all I care about. I yep. literally sold all the other cards to my friend. I was like, here, you could have 20, 24 packs for 50 bucks. Just, I just want the planes. So you haven't even gotten it. You sold, you're planning on Well, he hasn't paid me yet. He just okay. said he'd buy all packs off me because right. he knows that I don't keep any cards. Yeah. Uh, and number three, just some crazy news that uh, broke last week. Um, as you know, I'm a wrestling fan and... Uh, the current or the current universal champion Roman Reigns, uh, most famously a member of the group called the Shield, announced that he had to uh, give up his universal title because he was dealing with leukemia. And damn, it just came out of nowhere. So yeah, all my best goes to him. And I'm just yeah, I just hope he he can come back. And, and trust me, I'm a guy that I, I hated Roman Reigns' character on wrestling. I've 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 been to a show and I've dead ass like booed him <laughs> out there but no I'm like 
this no i don't nobody deserves to go through this so i just hope the best for him and i guess just kind of a three and a half sort of thing uh we had the we're going to announce the results of our uh bts giveaway sort of thing and for those that forgot you're winning this uh pencil case and these awesome id cards and we did a uh magic sort of uh uh, we looked at the tea leaves and everything, and uh, we finally determined that the YouTube user uh, Blocka D is the winner of the contest. So we'll contact you via DMs and uh, sometime this week to figure out the uh, shipping and all that sort of stuff. So congrats, and I hope There's you enjoy. There's no way they actually listening to this. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Hey, it's probably some there... random BTS fan that saw the tweet and just subbed <laughs> and whatever, and they're like, hey, "Who knows? If I win it, I win it." Yeah, they might. Okay. Who knows? And those are my three things. All right. So hashtag with that, no we can hashtag no introduce yourself. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares who I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, we got so many 69s that one time. <laughs> All right. Comment 69 if you're Jacob Bias. Jacob stands. <laughs> Anyways. Um, hashtag no blown out. Hashtag no blown out. Anyways, um, we can get into the first review, which I'll hand off to Nate for. Yep. On sex. Uh, it's upside down. No, Ooh. it's not. Woo, Monsex. I have their... I I bought this too late after the concert because I'm dumb. <laughs> but now I have it for <laughs> next year because they're definitely going to have a come another tour. Oh, they, yeah. They, okay. Monsex is a yearly it, thing now. Yeah, that's sure. exactly. Um, Start, they, they, they like money. so <laughs> Yes, and they do really well over here. So, we're reviewing Monsex's new full album, Take one, are you there? Which is the start of a new series since the clan's done and what was after this? Connect Take. and yeah. whatever, stuff like that. Um So yes, this is the take series, I guess. Um and we're gonna start out with the intro, Are You There? Um so this is like a really cool EDM beat like it reminds me of music I've been listening to while playing Forza. Because it's just that, like, car... Doesn't it sound like it's, like, that driving game, like, like <laughs> you just EDM have it on, You just have it on one type. of, like, the pre, like the preset radio stations, and it's just, like, yeah, all yeah. mediums. It's thing, just yeah. that EDM stuff that you get that's always used for driving games. Um, and, as always, it's an intro song that should be a full song, because it's good. Uh, also, I like that the, um, like, watery sounds at the end kind of lead into the next track, which we'll get into. I don't know what uh, I don't know what their obsession is with like gun cocking sounds on this entire album. <laughs> it's just everywhere, even in this intro track. Even though it's just like a really chill, like feature based type track. But obviously, I'm gonna like it. And I mean, again, we're we're definitely the proponents of the uh, intro tracks that should be full songs club. So that nothing changes uh, on this front. Yeah, I really like the uh, like. I guess, uh, like, typically, I guess a lot of times EDM can come off as just kind of, like, typical, but I think this one uh, actually definitely set a really good tone for the uh, the album. Um, also, it's... I, I'll forget that point. I, I, I don't know how to elaborate on it, so we'll move on. <laughs> okay. Um, subtract 169 from the comments. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Take up losing track. Comment 69 minus thoughts? one. Yep. 68, if you can't do math. Uh, next is Underwater. 
Uh, I actually really like this song. It might be one of my favorites. I don't think it's my favorite because um, it's a very obvious song. It's my favorite, but it's up there. Um, I th- I just like I really like how the song fits the title. Like it's like a really chill, like yeah. echoey EDM and like echoey vocals. Um, and then at first I thought like the drops were out of place, but then I realized like they say I can't breathe. Which makes me think it's supposed to be the part where it's like they're drowning. So like, I don't know. I don't know if it like that's just me like going crazy and reading way too much into it. But like, it helped like fit the song after I realized that. So I did, I liked it more. Oh no! It absolutely ruined it for me. <laughs> no, yeah. At first no, it, it did, but it, no. I, I wanted to. No, this is actually one of my favorites until it hit that section. I'm just like, no, why? Yeah. Like, it is I, jarring. I, it's. I need to do one of those. We need to do one of those edits where, like, like what they do, where they for their fixing like to do with Blackpink. Yeah, where you remove the ending of. Or you just you try to fix song. like, or you try to fix like pristine songs, or you try to fix like twice songs. Why would you or whatever. fix pristine songs? They're all ten out of tens. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I, I think just yeah, it's considering like um, how Monster X is just they're known for just being like a hundred ten thousand percent like on all the time. I do appreciate when they're able to just like dial it back a bit. So I feel like I don't know just. For me, it felt like if they were to keep it a bit more separate, I would have appreciated the track a bit more, just so it doesn't... It kind of gets lost in the fact that, oh, shit, the drop! Whereas I, the, my favorite parts are definitely still, like, the the ver- like the verses leading into the chorus just before that drops. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just think, like, relying too much on rubber banding is going to get stale after a while. And, I mean, they're mm-hmm. not the only group that does it, definitely. I mean, we'll get to we'll get to Stray Kids, and I have a problem with the song there. But, yeah, it's definitely something. It's oh, definitely that's a song, way worse. It's definitely a song that, or it's definitely a trend that everyone, like, the subversion of expectations just sort of starts to oh, lose yeah. its appeal after a while. Yeah. Uh, in this song, like, the first time I listened to it, the, the, the drop was kind of too jarring. On, on yep. my second listen, I kind of liked it. Like, I yep. noticed a similar thing to Nate, like, where he was saying, like, it's like where the drop is almost the part where they're drowning for me it wasn't because of their saying like i can't breathe it's because like the bass almost felt like it was like like an intense amount Waves, of gravity like, like, like mm-hmm. literally yeah. just pulling you straight down by your legs yeah um i guess that's kind of my synesthesia uh sort of moment there it's like yeah i could see them like in the middle of the ocean literally just being pulled down by the undercurrent like in that in that part of the song mm-hmm. um i guess it's like time kind of going slower like i guess that adds to the again like intense amount of gravity um but yeah, i actually i thought those i thought this song turned out really well especially the part where they're just like <laughs> i'm underwater i just love yeah, the yeah, yeah. uh the uh like usually falsetto like a lot of times it's just it, it can fall uh-huh. flat but i think it was really yeah. effective here mm-hmm and again, like Monster X isn't necessarily known for their vocal lines because <laughs> it's just yeah. what are you talking about? Keon's amazing. Everyone just like, oh, Juhan, and then they're like, oh, what are the, <laughs> the rest of the lyrics? I don't know, but I mean, yeah, again, they, they're they're super underrated on that front, which is why I do appreciate their vocal songs <clears throat> a lot more. Mm. Yeah. Uh, next, we have the title track, which is Shootout. Uh, so now we're going to do a little bit of a story. So okay, story time. <laughs> well, no, no, not story, but just like. The first time I heard this, it was similar to Underwater, actually. Like, it, I wasn't sure what to think of it, um, because, like, once again, it kind of has that, like, switch rubber banding 
like a subversion of expectations type thing. Um, but the more and more I listen to it, the more and more it's grown on me. Um, obviously like the instant it starts, the beats, like one of the most intense, like beats I've ever heard in K-pop. Like, it's just so ridiculously like, I think in PD's reaction, he called it violent. And I yeah, think that's like a really good way to describe well, it. Well, I mean, you're literally hearing like a gun cocking and everything, and just like gunshots yeah. and like all these like hard hitting like, drums. Yeah, well, yeah, the drums and the and the guitar just like it's just so intense. Um, and then it leads into like the first rap verse with like Juhan and I am just going hardcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then yeah, then it kind of just like slows down and like goes more poppy, and that threw me off the first time I heard it. Um, but yeah, the more I've listened to it, the more it's just, it's so catchy. Um, and then for the music video and the choreo, it's just like possibly their best choreo. Like they're, the choreo's in crazy. Yeah. Um, and the music video that's just so like visually pleasing, like it's not like it doesn't have a story or anything. Um, but like just the sets they use, the, the three different like version, like styles they use and different color settings they use. Um, yeah, it just looks amazing. Um, so yeah, this definitely has grown on me a ton. Uh, this is going to start, or this and the next topic are going to have a bunch of like misheard lyrics that I think is the first time I heard this, I thought they were saying, waka, waka, waka. Waka, 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 growlith. <laughs> Wait, growlith? I, I heard growlith. crawling. I heard crawling, Growl. but I did I think they were growling. saying waka, and then I was waka, like, oh, waka, 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 growlith. Because they're talking about zombies. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, take a shot, because we got a neat Juhan name drop. Um, oh, of course. Uh, again, uh, yeah, I, I don't think, again, it's sort of the, it goes... This is sort of like the opposite of Underwater, where it just starts off with the vocal line and just goes into like the hardcore rapping and that sort of thing. Whereas this def- starts off with like the hard stuff and just goes into the vocal line, which I thought was excellent. I'm a huge, obviously, being a huge fan of EXO and like they do, they're sort of, that's kind of their signature thing, like the sort of group vocals um, with with a bit of processing um, on during the chorus. So I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the MV means, but it's provocative and I enjoy it. And I don't think there really is. I think Juhan is like Hannibal Lecter or something, and they're burning tarot cards and the I don't know, but yeah, I I really do enjoy the choreography. So yeah, I I don't know where exactly where I'd rank it among um, other Monster X singles, but considering uh, I don't know, just considering some of the lukewarm or reception uh, at least among. uh, our sort of small circle. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I initially would. Uh, so for this, like, uh, like you're saying about like the violent sort of beats uh, throughout the song, like what that made me immediately visualize because I listened to the song before I saw the MV, and uh, like what what that ar- like immediately like invoked in my head was seeing like an MV concept with like Mad Max like just going like all out in these like really weird junker vehicles and I mean yeah, yeah um, they kind of went into that explosions and <laughs> stuff like that um upon seeing the MV I think it does still fit like it's very reminiscent of like Exo's Monster Era for example yeah like kind of uh um I guess post like Big Brother government sort of thing um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, overall, I, I did really uh, actually enjoy the song. Like Andrew was saying, with the group vocals were done really well. The, the rapping was really nice. Overall, I think it turned out really well. 
Sta- uh, kind of like I guess I could say uh, standard Monza X, but they're not really standard. It's just like yeah. this yeah. is what I expect from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not a bad thing. Yep. Uh, next is Heart Attack, um, and it's actually one of my favorite K-pop instrumentals in a long time. Like I just love how simple it is, but like how just interesting it is at the same time. Um, and the vocals are fantastic as well. Uh, I think like this song reminds me a lot of Jealousy. Um, it has that like old yeah. school guy group sound. Yep. Um, so yeah, I like the song a lot. I'm cu- I'm glad that they sort of added that to the repertoire, and it's not just all like hero, like super, like hardcore, like intense all the time. This way again, it's just like it's helping diversify their sound, where they can bring more of the vocals into focus. Um, and yeah, this song is definitely no different. So yeah, that that the the chorus is just super catchy, super addicting. And again, like, like I mentioned before, I'm a big fan of the style of vocals and group vocals that they that they. It's something that they, it's a repeated motif uh, among uh, the, the rest of the, the tracks on the album as well. So I like the consistency in that aspect. Yeah, for me, uh, this along with another song later on is probably between my favorites, one of the two. Um, uh, first off, like the, the rap in the beginning, honestly, is one of my favorite raps from Monster X, like in, a, like in a while. I thought this was really, really well done in the beginning. Which member was it? Uh, I'd have to listen to it again. Uh, just give me a second. Keep talking. It's either probably, way, um, either way, I am or Juhan. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take your um, either way, it's really, really well done. Uh, the vocals are really nice. Uh, the the chorus was like different, but it's still really catchy. So, uh, yeah, I thought this was really well done. Oh, Juhan starts it off. Okay, I figured. I figured. Yeah. Um. Next, we have "I Do Love You." Um, and it's Tropical House and it's everything I ever wanted after hearing it at the concert. Um, cause yeah, they, this was the Kihyun, Minhyuk and Wanho, uh, like unit song during the concert tour, um, that they produced. And I was like super excited to hear a random Tropical House song out of them. Um, and they just had so much fun on stage singing it. And I was really hoping it'd be on the album. Cause they did that with the last album. They put one of their, they like one of those unit songs yeah. from the last tour. They made a full group version of it and put it on the album. Um, so I was hoping this would be it. And I figured it would be, cause I think the other two units did covers. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. I love it. They get to, they get to meh. <laughs> it's tropical. <laughs> but you didn't, you, did you enjoy it at the concert at least? Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I, I don't know. I was just, I was just, I was just too busy enjoying like uh, Versace on the floor. And I'm just like, oh, this song's all right too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but I, I enjoyed the covers more than the actual, this actual song. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I wasn't. I wasn't really as impressed by this either. <laughs> it just yeah. sounds like every other tropical song, house song I've heard. Like again, like you, you guys have like seen examples of where like it can be stand apart. It's just, it's just can't be the same as ev- literally every other tropical house song we hear. Yeah. Yep. Um. Next, we have Mohe. Um. So this is another song, or this song is like that has a great build up. Um. That leads into that stereotype style drop that Jacob doesn't like. Uh, but um, I actually, for this song, I think this might be one of IM's best raps. 
Um, his rap parts are really, really good in this song. I forget. Was this one of the songs he had production uh, involvement in, or was that um, I do was that the previous one? I'm not I, sure. I, I know there was no, a, he, the, 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 there's a few songs on here that he has he has production credits on. I believe. Yeah. That's it for me. Oh, um, again, obviously, I'm gonna like this song. Feature bass, again, just really consistent with that style of song. So I'm always gonna I'm always gonna enjoy it. <laughs> Oh, okay. I I thought you'd say more. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. So what Nate was saying about the hi hats, I actually didn't mind them in this song. I felt that they were used tastefully. Like what I don't like is when they just like they're just like fuck it, throw all the hi hats in there, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like no, stop. With this, I I think it actually helped uh, like add to the percussiveness of the the chorus and make it more like impactful. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, yeah, the the rap in the song was awesome, but again, that's to be expected from Monster X. So. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't be a complete like feature based style song if it didn't have the proper like trap hi hats going on in the yeah. background. Which yeah, it's a huge element of the the, the genre that they're going towards. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next we have Oh My. Um, so this is the, their, like, I would say this is their most, like, standard classic hype song on the yep. album. Um, other than Spotlight, but that's kind of cheating because that's a single. Um, but it's, it's not as hype as they usually go. Uh, I did like the Egyptian style, like, twist to the instrumentals. Um, it made it stand out a little bit more. Um, but this is probably one of the more, uh, standard songs for me on the album. Uh, take a shot, Juhan name drop again. <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty much gonna be a thing. Like if you listen to it, if you if we play, if you ever played the like the Monster X drinking game, every time he dro- dropped his name, like he'd he'd get drunk in like five minutes basically. Because <laughs> every song, um, no, actually, I, I did enjoy this one a lot just because again, like they they do a really good job of making their core the choruses really addicting and just really catchy so i that was definitely what it had going for it in my eyes so yeah i, I didn't it didn't seem as like standard as like i do you love you <laughs> the different genres so to speak um i thought this like uh it's not that i thought anything was super special about the song however i do think it was like well, it is a, it's like kind of a typical club song. I think it was effective and it did a good job at what it was trying to do. And I thought it was pretty catchy, so I actually did enjoy this song. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Myself. Um, and this is probably one of the coolest songs, like sounding yep. songs on the album. Um, it's just like really dreamy and ear- experimental. Um, the guitar is a really cool touch. The harmonies are really good. Um, I think... I think I described it like it almost reminded me of Monster X's take on like an experimental Beatles song, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because it has like those those like crazy harmonies. It's got like the weird guitar stuff. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, the genre like you could throw around as like psychedelic or like shoegaze, yep. that sort of like indie type thing, which is yeah. like Monster X doing like psychedelic shoegaze indie music is about the last thing I ever expected. Granted, yeah. towards the chorus, obviously they sort of they, they definitely normalize yeah, it yeah. more, which I feel like yeah. In this case, despite the sort of contrasting um, sounds, whereas like these verses are mostly quiet and it definitely gets a lot more louder during the chorus, I felt it was okay. Um, yeah, I don't know I, I, this. In terms of like a song that kind of makes you feel like or like give you like the sort of like underwater vibe, I 
this kind of did a better job than the actual song underwater <laughs> i don't know it just it, it's just a sort of processing or the sort of effects that they applied onto the uh uh, the guitar that's sort of like muddied, like basically almost like a lo-fi sort of low-pass filter um, to mm-hmm. help sort of like muddy the sound effect, which I feel is, yeah, it was a really effect, really effective visual and uh, sonical tool that they sort of used for the song. So yeah, I, this was one of the more standout ones, definitely, just because it's so, it's so different from Monster X. Yeah, so I, I said that it was between Heart Attack and another song as to what my favorite. I word. guess this uh, was the song. Easily this, easily this song. I this is totally my style. Um, that being said, I think I take that back. I think this one's definitely my favorite. <laughs> upon like listening to it once more, um, like I I love like just the way they like use the space within the track like they make it feel hollow and hmm. uh empty and echoey and then as it goes into the chorus it's like boom it fills right up i i yep. really really love that and i do see answers like metaphor of like water in this except i see more of like a like a waterfall so kind of just letting everything into it like when the chorus kicks in and uh yeah i, I really really love this song i this might be this is easily one of my favorite monster X songs though like it was really really good yeah. Uh, next, we have "By My Side." Um, so this is their ballad. Um, this is that like I really like this type of beat for a sentimental song, especially for Monster X, like that marching beat. Um, also, this is probably my favorite type of song for I Am. Um, like he just fits that sentimental like rap really, really well. Um, and the vocal ending, the group vocal ending, um, was really stood out to me as well. Uh, like normally, I I love Monster X ballad tracks, uh, but I don't know this one just didn't. This one just didn't do it for me. <laughs> I know because the unique sort of quality I found with Monster X's ballad tracks is well, mostly mostly because they'd be a lot of them would be like piano led or um, a lot more minimalist on the instruments. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah, again, I, I I would like that contrast in comparison to the, just how how busy a lot of their music sounds so maybe yeah it, it, it's kind of counterintuitive but i felt like if it was a bit more stripped back maybe i would have enjoyed it but i mean obviously yeah the, their vocal performance again i are is it it's always going to be outstanding but yeah the, the, yeah i'd say the only gripe would be with just with the the sort of idea or the sort of concept that they were going for in terms of um production and songwriting yeah, so um, this one I enjoyed. However, I, I it didn't stand out quite as much to me just because I feel like I've just I've seen it from other artists. Like for example, I I think the artist that came to mind when I listened to this was like Beast or Highlight, yep. kind of thing. <laughs> um, whereas like that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like I wasn't super blown away by it. I guess it was just like I've I've pretty much heard like this same exact song before. That being mm-hmm. said, I think it was still well done. If that makes sense. Yep. Uh, and finally, we have Spotlight, the Korean version. Um, this is uh, one of their Japanese singles. Um, it's just pretty standard, but really good hype Monster X song. Um, actually, for this song, surprisingly, didn't sound too weird for me, but that's because I just didn't listen to the Japanese version very often. Um, but yeah, it's great. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of a lot of, or all of Monster X's Japanese songs, so I'm glad that they were able to bring it over, because... I think it came out like earlier this year and yeah, they just decided to bring it over on like beginning of the month or beginning of January or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm glad it transitions over very well because I, I, that's just a testament to how good uh, 
how good Monster X is with their Japanese pronunciation. I guess just how good their songwriters are to just sort of seamlessly tra- translate. Or I'm sure that the song was probably written in Korean originally and just maybe translated. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 So this is probably the original version of the song. But yeah, they 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 they, they both work well. And uh, you know me, I'm a big fan of both versions of songs, not just the right versions, according to you guys. But yeah, it, it, it's. It, I, I wasn't as jarred necessarily by it being in Korean. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess this is like what I expected. Like when I, this is exactly what I expect when I hear Monster X, super hype, um, super like electronic uh, beat that sort of you know goes throughout the entire song. Uh, good rapping, you know. Overall, just like a really good hype like club song kind of thing. So, yeah, it was good. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's it. Uh, now we can go to our ratings. Um, I'm yes. probably gonna boost this rating up because I did give it a 10 out of 10. What? Um, <laughs> what do you mean, what? I liked all the songs on the album a lot. Yeah, I the only the, ones we the, the styling and the like choreo are exactly was, what he does like. Uh, the styling, the choreo was amazing, so definitely got a 3 out of 3 there. So, 10 out of 10. I actually gave it an eight. Um, I mean, granted, like the the concept. I don't know. Just for me, with concept score, like I guess it, as much as I love the choreography, I feel like it, you'd have to really blow me away on the visual aspect just for me to um, take it over to that one point. But yeah, I'd say for music, yeah, it's it still has the consistency of what Monster X usually delivers. It's just obviously, I don't know. It just kind of, uh, I don't know. It, it's. It's very, uh, I don't know, just normal. I guess I don't know. Just I, I. No, yeah. And I mean, granted, I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather, I'd take, I, generally, I'd rather take the consistency, where as opposed to um, top heavy albums, as we like to call them, honestly. Whereas, yeah, but I, I would like something a bit more to stand out outside of maybe like shootout and, I don't know, just a heart attack. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I still do enjoy it, but yeah, I don't know if I could just, I don't know if I could put, uh, put it into that, uh, like. Uh, truly Daybach category. Uh, for me, I gave it a nine out of ten. I did a five out of or, I, I guess I'll do five out of six for music. Um, I thought the music video was was good. Um, like honestly, if I were to be like completely honest, like objective, I'd probably do five out of six, two out of three, one out of one. But I still feel that deserves a nine. nine. So yeah, it's like that. Yeah, I guess point, it'd be it'd be like five half point points five or, in each yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause there were only a couple songs I weren't blown away with, but I thought were still like well done and I'd still listen to them. Um, yeah. which, you know, I do love you and by my side, but I wasn't super blown away, but like songs like myself and heart attack and shoot out and underwater, I thought those were both really, really well done. And I really enjoyed those. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, nine out of 10 overall. Yep. It's a nine average, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nine total. Yeah. Three. It averages about to a nine. So it does get the shiny. Yep. All right. Also, those were the exact ratings I guessed for all three of us. So, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I don't think yeah. we've. I don't think Monster. Every time we've reviewed Monster X, I don't think we've ever not given them a shiny. So again, that's just again that just speaks yeah. to the consistency of uh, of the music that they put out. So yeah, props to them. They they, yep. they always put out they always put out good stuff. Topic two. Next topic two, which is Stray Kids, I Am You, their third mini album. Which is eight songs, and we had a mini album last week that was four songs, which just shows I mean, you how ridiculous mini like, albums are. I mean, pretty much it's their fourth, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, oh, you yeah, to, yeah. You yeah. have to consider <laughs> mixtape. Yeah, it's their and, third since debut. It's the third part of the trilogy. Yeah, yeah. But technically, they have four mini albums. Yes. 
Um, and yeah, this is closing out the I Am trilogy. Um, and it starts out with an intro, just like the other two, uh, titled You. Um, so this is this is a pretty interesting song. It's like it's a really chill hip hop style, and then it transitions into this really fast like rock beat. Um, and I thought like really cool instrumentals. And they're play, they're playing yeah they're, they're three for three when it comes to intro tracks that we wish again it's another one that we wish was way longer just because uh and it's also it's sort of an interesting uh, maybe just to spoil it a bit but um like with you and then the last official song on the album outside of mixtape number three is oh three two five they both incorporate a bit of drum and bass into the uh into the into the instrumentals, so it's a nice, it's well, it's a cool way to bookend uh, you, the. Uh, you know that O three two five is all three of the intros mixed together, right? What? Yeah, O three two five is all three of the intros from the three albums mixed together. Wait, what? <laughs> it has it's the exact same beat. Yeah, yeah. The instant <laughs> I heard it, I like started freaking out because I was like, wait, these are all the intros, <laughs> like because I've listened to them straight kids so much. Okay, it's just wait. they put like new sort of like they answered stuff our over. dreams. Yeah, exactly. They made a full song out of the intros, finally. Yeah, they just made a remix of it, essentially. Okay, yeah. well, that explains it, but yeah. That's it's, why it's, they have the same beat. <laughs> yeah, but it's no, literally it's cool. the same beat. But yeah, no, it's still a cool idea for them to bookend it like yeah. that. Alright, so uh, for me, uh, what really stood out in this song was, again, like the like the drum beat that they had throughout the song. I thought that was really, really cool. Yep. Um, Like, uh, the, the rap was pretty good, but... I wish it was a little bit longer, but then again, again, it's an intro, so I it's an intro, will not so you can't go that. too long. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I really, really thought the uh, the drums were effective, and uh, like for whatever reason, it just reminds me of like a 3D Sonic game for something for some reason. <laughs> the, <laughs> what? the drumming does, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I just imagine just like like a 3D Sonic game, just like flying, like falling out down from somewhere really high up. I don't know why. <laughs> Glitching but, through the bottom yeah. of the freaking stage because 3D Sonic is just garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, next, we have the title track, I Am You. Um, and this is a more like chill, sentimental single um, from Stray Kids. Um, except for Changbin's rapping, of course, because he just can't not he, really yeah, rap. Yeah. It's funny, Changbin probably, <laughs> if there was somebody that probably deserves to be in, like, MX, like, it's probably be Changbin. Because he, yeah. no, he has no off button whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought the vocals really shine in the chorus. Um, and I really like how this showcases, and a lot of their songs do this, um, but this really showcases how unique their voices are. Like, both their singing and their rapping, they all hmm. have, like, a really unique vocal color, um, which doesn't happen a lot in K-pop, especially for, like, a nine-member group. There's almost always a couple members that sound, like, pretty, like, similar. Yeah. Um, and I like how the music video started with My Pace and, like, continued the music, the the MV. Um, the story. <laughs> huh? Yeah, the story. I don't know. Yeah, like continue. I I think that all three kind of have a a total story because like they broke out of that like District Nine thing, and then my face is them like running away through this like weird rave tunnel thing, with and the then this is this the is the other tunnel. end of the tunnel. Yeah, with them like chilling and like hanging out. Um. So yeah, like I like them because it's yeah, it's just them like having fun. Um, just kind of chilling matches the song really well, and then yeah, their choreo is always really good. Uh, 
Yeah, just a huge, uh, a huge like sort of like no credit to the filmography that they used here. I really, do, I think that's just a general thing. I really love the sort of like cinematography and everything that they they've been going with for uh, Stray Kids' music. The only thing that was weird is like when they start doing the choreography and it's like they're in the back of like some like truck or something and it's like really bad CG. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the only shot that was like, oh okay, they they skipped it's- on that part of the budget, but. Uh, Otherwise, it's still an enjoyable single, but in comparison to maybe, like, District 9 and My Pace, I'd say it'd probably be the weakest of the three. Um, I, that, that's just the, I, just, I think that's just a testament to, uh, again, just, like, how insane their output has been. And I'm just getting... I'm kind of getting scared at how how often they're releasing, and I'm scared. It's, like, the same thing I have with BTS. Might where I'm fly, just too, like, fly too close to the sun. Yeah, no, they, they might they might burn out so quickly. I know Three Rots are probably... They're, three Rots are probably, like, sitting on, like, hundreds of thousands of songs considering their um, their output on SoundCloud and everything. But, yeah, I, I would... I'd probably like to, for them to dial it back maybe a bit next year just so they're not, like, burned out all the time. Because, again, it was only two months ago that they, they, they released uh, I Am Not. And, like, or where basically... Yeah, again... Where some groups they either come back in the beginning of the year at the end of the year they basically like came back like like months apart and everything so that's just that's gonna take a toll on them after a certain point but that being said again I do I do still appreciate the amount of like creativity and artistry that uh, Stray Kids provides to almost all to all of their music essentially just both on the the musical front and the visual front um so yeah again there's there's still nothing like this again so maybe that's why they're just trying to they're trying to strike while the iron is hot essentially yeah i uh i really enjoyed this song uh the rapping great as always the uh instrumentation the production really great um i think really the only thing that i um i could criticize with it is like with the the chorus i think it lacks a little bit of impact where it could have gone a little harder i think maybe fix this they could have gone a little i guess harder on like high notes or something like that in the in the chorus Mm -hmm. maybe i don't i don't really know what it was but i can really put my finger on it the first time i listened to it um i felt like there was just a little little bit more that they needed to because like uh like for example like district nine like the the chorus hits super hard like bam you're slammed with it um and this it's kind of like it's not quite as impactful i guess as as much as i was expecting yeah and that's kind of what they're do they've been doing like they're they're definitely been toning it down throughout the trilogy yeah um in terms of like how hard the songs are Speaking of hard songs, uh, next is my side, and I don't know what was happening. I was very confused, because <laughs> it was a rock song, and then it went into hardcore hip-hop, and then it went back, and I was really confused, and then the instrumental solo ending was really good, and I just, I honestly had no idea what to think while I was listening to this song. <laughs> I was just like, what is happening? Yeah, this is the other song I was mentioning before where it just the, the rubber banding I felt was way too much. Like they're going yeah, for this yeah. like emo rock style song. It's like it's, it's straight up it's straight up they're doing a big bang impersonation if you really think about it. And then they after afterwards they go in like oh like they're like really like like hardcore like trap t- style of song. And I don't know, I just it's another situation where I felt like it maybe just keep stick to one idea. And again, where that subversion of expectations just sort of like 
has no effect at this point. <laughs> and again, yeah. I, I really enjoy. I was really enjoying it and up and um, with that like emo rock part, just because yeah, it's a really cool style of song that they're doing uh, that they're sort of uh, leaking into. And I felt like they can. They're probably yeah. They're probably one of the the few. Uh, boy groups that can pull off that style with their obsession with like rock focused music and guitar driven music they could probably one of the few ones that can sort of pull off that style that big bang sort of pioneered to some degree it's just like really like emo boy rock music sort of thing but yeah mm-hmm. just yeah more cohesion and just more can like more consistency as opposed to just going back and forth between the two as soon as I heard this, I was like, ooh, Andrew's not going to like this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, personally, I I think like what kind of probably happened was they had two songs and they didn't know what to do with them. Let's clue and note it. Let's clue and note it. Let's see what but happens. But clue and note and, actually uh, go together. This is just like... Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I feel like I was fine with it. It's just like I was super taken yeah. back, like even further than the Monster X song we were talking about before. Yeah. Like I was like, oh yeah, I like this. I like this guitar. And then it's like, boom, we're going like, to go what? hard rap with it with an <laughs> insane yep. like electronic beat. I was just like, it was extremely jarring. However, I was fine with it. Yeah, that, that's how I felt. Like I like the song, but yeah, I just didn't know what yeah. to think when it was happening. <laughs> um,. Next is Heroes Soup, um, which makes me think of Wind Waker, because uh, I'm pretty sure that's what the grandma makes. Yeah, it's the Heroes Hero Soup. Soup. Yeah. Uh, um, Maybe they were playing Wind Waker. I wouldn't be surprised. If, Yo, were they bored I'm before like, or after Wind Waker? Like, serious question. Uh, um, serious question. I mean, that doesn't really no, matter, but uh, probably well, Wind most, Waker was like 2001, before. so before. 2002, yeah. I think. Or 2002, yeah, so they're probably all older than Wind Waker. Okay, um, but yeah, the, the first rap part, it's just like pretty chill, like trap. Um, but I like how the beat goes away when the singing starts and it becomes more of those just like chill EDM. Um, and then there's a little bit of rock thrown in there too. Obviously there's just, this is a mixture of, of genres that Stray Kids is known for. I mean, they do hip hop, rock and EDM. Um, and they like to experiment with mixing those sounds. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good example of that. Yeah, I feel like this is more effective as opposed to how they handled it with my side. Just because, again, they're yeah. sort of they're keeping they're keeping the tr- like, it's like chill trap as opposed to just like hardcore like intense trap. Yep. And I feel like that yeah, if keeping it on the same level as like the rock elements of the song definitely helps build more or it keeps it more like uniform and cohesive. Or and it's not as jarring in terms of the transition. So yeah, I, this is probably one of my favorites. Even though again, it's. It's more of a chill track from uh, Stray Kids, and I'm usually just a big fan of like their like intense tracks. So, but yeah, I, I, this is definitely this is the way to do it if they wanted to sort of um, mix the genres even further than they already do. Yeah. So uh, for this one, this is definitely more what I was expecting when I heard the beginning of my side. Um, like was this style of like more like toned back um, as far as the vocals and rap goes. Um, Definitely wasn't expecting uh, the chill trap, but I'm actually fine with it again because it, it it was used tastefully and it's not super obnoxious. Mm, yeah, like like when I don't like it is when it's just annoying kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I thought this was well done. Vo- uh, vocals were good. The the rap is always good. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And- 
just an interesting thing is this is probably the first time in a long time that I've heard a fade out on a K-pop track because they, they've so, mm. the, like the concept of the fade out has just been sort of like almost abandoned in all music essentially. Like if you really think about it, like fade outs are like really popular, like maybe like back in like the sixties, seventies, eighties, but you don't really hear it that often anymore, just because like nobody really, just like the concept of albums isn't a thing anymore. But it's really, it was a really interesting. It's and it, it I think it, it's the only one with a fade out too. So I wonder what sort of compelled them to fade this song out as opposed to giving it a proper ending. So it's just mm-hmm. an interesting mm-hmm. like detail that they added in. Yeah. Uh, next is get cool. Um, it's tropical house. Holy crap! They did drop class. Another, there's one on this one on every album this week. Um, actually, was there? Uh, there's like one and a half on Boa's album. Um, but uh, this actually reminded me a lot of Shine. Um, that, like, did I steal your notes? Yeah, you stole my um, notes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like just that fun like tropical house style like just fun song. Needs um, more Fortnite dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, please no. <laughs> That's it for me. Um. Again, I because I, I was a really big fan of um, Awkward Silence off of the last album, and again, I just for for a group that's just like oh, like hardcore, we're hardcore. We all we do is like metal and trap and like hardcore hip hop, and then for them to do a song like that was really awesome. So I'm glad that they sort of they sort of kept that. Um, they kept that in mind when doing the song because it's like a really like funny ass. We know you know we're gonna get a, a really funny ass music video out of this because like that's the yeah. that's the one thing I love about Stray Kids is that they they don't they never restrict them. JYP never restricts them to just one music video per comeback. So JYP's I, got money to blow. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean they, pretty much everything is making bank at this point. So like yeah, why not? Um, and also I still I, I love this for the fact because this is the other like, misheard lyric that I keep getting like stuck in my head. I I love this solely for the fact that every time I hear the chorus, I keep thinking they're singing "Get Good." <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like yeah, it's just burned into my mind at this point that they're saying "Get Good" as opposed to "Get Cool." So yeah, I really enjoyed this song a lot. Uh, I thought the song was fun, though. This one personally for me stood out less than than others. I feel like because again, I feel like it, like as the year is getting closer to winter, I'm just like. I don't want to hear Elias the house music. anymore. Like it's not summer. It's not summer anymore. It's, it's cold like as hearing, fuck outside. Like hearing, I don't need this. To me, it's like hearing Christmas music in July. Hey, <laughs> I listen to I listen to Tayen's Christmas album. Not, not quite. Not not quite that bad, but you know, it's the unfiling tropical house all year round. Um, surprise, surprise. Okay. Uh, next we have NS. Um, this is like Stray Kids Trap, straight up. Also, we get Australian accents. Yes! Um, <laughs> I did I did really like the uh, like Asian-style instrumentals uh, that they have in the background. I thought it was <laughs> a nice touch. Oh, man. I, usually, just like these corny trap songs, I'm not a huge fan of, but it's another one I, I actually I enjoyed a lot just because... I can imagine how amazing the choreography for something like this would be when if you like one million did it because like they do outside of K-pop a lot of like the stuff they do is just like hardcore American trap music so mm-hmm. you know, it'd just be so good for choreography so but I don't know if the, I don't know if this one would get a, a music video to be completely honest but yeah the, the Australian I live for the Australian accents in trap music okay there's just something really like cool about hearing I mean like that's that's like half the reason why like grime and like re, like really like industrial like hip hop out of 
of the UK um, is just so fascinating because you have these people with like really like thick English accents and Scottish accents and Irish accents just doing like hardcore trap music and it's just like it just mm-hmm. it's a subversion compared to like hearing like most trap artists come from America and everything so it's just really cool yeah for, yeah it's just really cool in that aspect oof let's Jacob move on like that. <laughs> I knew you were gonna like it <laughs> I can't. I can't deal with it. It's too, like, I just can't. It's either a meme or the, it's just bad. I just can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Um. Okay. And next we have O three two five, um, which is their debut date. Um, and as we talked about in the March beginning, 25th. um, this is the mixture of all three intros from the album, the three uh, I am albums. Um, into a full song so they did what we finally wanted them to and yeah i thought it was great uh it sounded really cool uh like i said when i first heard it i like started freaking out a little bit so i was like well they actually did it um i was like i know these songs where are these from and then i was like oh shit it's all the intros um so yeah i just thought it was a really cool touch uh, as like just a kind of like a fan i don't even know if it's like a fan tribute more it's like a self-tribute song if that makes sense um, yeah. yeah, this was definitely more a more effective clue note than my side ever would have been. So, yeah, um, I guess yeah, we've we've pretty much covered all the songs in like in detail already. So I guess there's not much else to say about it. But um, it's so weird to consider to consider that they technically only debuted like seven months ago yeah yeah that's crazy considering like yep. how long they or how long the, the straight kids shows around and considering we 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 reviewed mixtape at like the beginning of the year or whatever so it's just weird i think they, it was in like december actually i feel like oh uh, did mixtape was in december really it's just i thought it's a i thought it was 2018 no mixtape wasn't 2018 the okay. trilogy was all 2018 okay okay well yeah it's still weird to consider like just like for how long we've been covering them that they've that they're that fresh in terms of I like remember, debut, I remember when Elevator came out. I didn't even nope. realize the Shrek Kids right. show was happening. Yeah, and I was like, what? Elevator. Elevator came out in 2017. Right, Mixtape came out in 20. That's right. Oh, yeah, because the Mix- show, the show was 20. All the songs came out during the show, oh. which was 2017. But the album I'm, didn't come out till January 8th. I gave because, that album a 10. <laughs> I'm pretty it sure. It might be because uh, the, Elevator came out first that I thought yeah, that. Yeah, the, the MV came out in 2017, like before the show came out. Yeah. Um. That was their that was our like teaser um, thing, yeah. but yeah, it's it's still weird to consider that like how like new they are when yeah, it feels like they've just been around for forever at this point. Oh, for me, mm-hmm. what, so I remember when Elevatorverse came out and I didn't realize the show was happening, and I saw this. I was like, "Is this really a JYP group? Holy crap!" Like, yeah, it did. It seemed like something more like SM or YG would come out with. Like, so I was really surprised. And I mean, now um, at, the, at this point, we're just kind of used to it, just because like we've just yeah. we reviewed. Almost well, I mean, everything JYP is vastly uh, like expanding their horizons as a company. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like that's. I'm yeah. really, really glad glad to see that. Um, so the, about the song, wait, what were we gonna, was gonna say? say? And and this like this group isn't really a JYP group. Like it's their yeah, no, group. they're not. Like they just so happen to be JYP. That, yeah, yeah, like it's they do everything. They've produced every song. Like yeah, yeah three yeah, Ratra. Yeah. It's like I'd say like JYP is the stray kid, or JYP and three Ratra are the stray kids as like YG and like Tablo was to like. Epic High, Epic High. Every, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's almost like they operate on their own terms, essentially. Yeah. Um, anyways, about this song, like this 
This is probably my favorite on the album. Uh, I didn't actually notice at first that it's all the intros at first, but like uh, now that I know now that I know that, it makes it mu- that much better. Um, but it's it's pretty funny though because uh, that's what actually stood out to me the most about this was the instrumental, and now the to notice that it's um, the intros that we liked and actually like requested. Hey, can you make a full song of this? Well, because they mm-hmm. did. The the transitions were very, were very seamless, so it's not like you ever would notice that they were three yeah, separate yeah. intro tracks in the first place. And yeah, 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 they did a good job. I'm wondering if they had this song to begin with, and then they separated the uh, instrumental in the segments and did it that way, or, or maybe, like or, or maybe it's the just other way around. Yeah, it's maybe just out of convenience that they had three, or they wanted to put out three. Uh, mini albums in the year and then they yeah, just yeah, ended yeah. up like yeah, since, since this is sort of the culmination of the trilogy um to just sort of like leave that as the the ending track so to speak so sort of to help bring yeah. close to like the i am uh section of their uh their careers so yeah it's it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a good it's a good bookend mm-hmm. um finally we have mixtape number three which is the album only track um, they do this for all three of the albums, um, and they are all uh, remakes of a Three Racha song. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a remake of For You, um, so they're all uh, group remakes, like yeah. all nine members. Um, this is For You, uh, which is actually one of my favorite Three Racha songs, um, so I was happy they did it. Uh, it's an acoustic rock song. Um, they actually made it a little less intense. For yeah, this version because I heard the um, I went back and listened to the original version. I was just like, "Whoa, wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more intense, like more, like I don't know, harder driving. Uh, but so yeah, I actually I like the three Racha version more, but I do like this a lot. Um, I think it fits well, it especially fits well with the album. Uh, yeah, I actually I like I like the fact that it's mellowed out a lot more, just because like most of the like rock, um, metal type of music that we've heard from them is just like have that more more of that new metal rap rock style whereas this feels Mm -hmm. a lot more pop rock so i do like i do love the change of style in that sort of sense and yeah it's and i'm guessing or that's pro that's definitely a conscious decision to sort of uh differentiate it from the original three racha version and maybe have it work better in a case where you have a lot more vocalists as opposed to a lot more rappers. So yeah, it's, it's a really cool adaptation and I, I hope it's a, I hope it's a tradition that they continue on, uh, with like their future albums just because yeah, it gets, it's really cool. Cause I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't end up listening to th- the three Racha mixtapes outside of, or, mm-hmm. and they just listen to uh Stray Kids. So it's a cool way to expose people to, uh, the music that they're doing on their own. Changbin rapping over acoustic guitar. Said. <laughs> That's all you want. That's all you want. It's just Changbin at one hundred percent, hundred like full throttle and just like over like a really emotional like or really like chill song. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. I really love that actually. Like uh, rapping acoustic guitar goes like surprisingly yeah. well together. Yeah, surprisingly like, well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like one of my favorite uh, Tablo songs is "Thank You for Breathing," and it does the same thing. Yeah, basically. It's on yeah. Uh, Fever's End. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can go to rankings, ratings, whatever. Rankings, um, rankings, rankings. Yeah. Oh god, it's I said rankings with an N. Rankings, um, but ratings. Uh, so for me, uh, surprisingly, did not give it a ten. Um, but I did give it a six out of six for music. I still like all the tracks a lot, um, even though they're kind of mellowing out. And I'd prefer they stick and go back to like the harder stuff, but. Um, 
I still like what they're doing. Uh, I only give it a two out of three for uh, uh, concept, just because the MV wasn't as like it didn't blow me away or anything. It was good, um, and I thought the choreo was really good. But yeah, it didn't blow me away. And the bias point, obviously, so nine out of ten for me. Same score, same like uh, dis- distribution as well. Yeah, again, I feel like yeah, they just the level of consistency that a essentially like less than a year old debuted group is putting out is just insane and god this is one of the weird situations where like if you're really thinking about it like for like truly debacle awards there's a good chance that stray kids may end up like on the artist of the year like best new artist and artist of Mm. the year list if you really like think about just how consistent they've been and Mm. i don't know if we're ever going to get a group like that again honestly just because it's just yeah because and that's a t- that's a testament to JYP just like letting them like have the reins over uh, what they want to do honestly and just letting them like be creative and I, I, I that has that's that mentality definitely has to be rewarded and supported in the K-pop industry and I hope it's just again we we're just hoping that it's something that sort of like just like catches fire and just we see more. Uh, uh, other big uh, agencies adopt the same sort of mentality. Maybe not with every group, but just maybe have one or two groups that like have this level of creative control and just see how it works out. So yeah, again, it's just, yeah. they are they're they are definitely innovators. They are definitely um, on the cutting edge when it comes to both just like um, music and concept and just releasing this many goddamn uh, songs in one year like if you really think about the I, I know we always just like kick Blackpink when they're down but if you really think about it like the amount of music that they released in this one year is like uh, we're, it's like three six, Blackpinks yeah it's it's three Blackpinks worth of like discography in one year so that's just yeah. unheard of in K-pop uh, and it's it, of like honestly Excellent quality. quality, like yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah there, there's there's almost no complaints when it comes to their music. So again, it's just will they be able to keep this up going into the going into the new year and everything? We'll see. But all I know is, yeah, this is probably this, this it's a it's a legendary and historic sort of debut for any like guy group, and we're we're probably going to be talking about Stray Kids' first year. It's it's the Nintendo Switch of of K-pop first years essentially <laughs> to, to to make an allegory. So yeah, nine out of ten. Uh, so for me, I actually only gave it an 8 out of 10 just um, because uh, NS I really, really didn't like at all. Um, Get Cool didn't really blow me away. And uh, this is really, really minor is that uh, my side and Hero Soup, I feel like them being next to each other is... I think they should have been had a buffer between each other because they were kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually I gave them a five out of six for music, that being said, because I do think that everything was of good quality and that everything was thoughtful and it wasn't just like you know mashed together or whatever just throw it on there kind of thing um and then two out of three for concept i kind of agree with nate like uh you know it's it was good but it was nothing like new for them they didn't they haven't really expand their boundaries as far as the concept goes so Mm -hmm. uh there's that and then one and one for bias because straight kids is great so i give it an eight so nine overall so they still get the shiny. Third one, fourth one in a row. Oh my All god! Right. Yeah, we're just we're just on a roll, and like we're just gonna keep giving shinies just because just give uh, shinies to everyone. No, because no, this, I meant, like, this, I meant, the, I meant the fourth of... Stray Kids album in a row to get a shiny. Oh, oh, oh but if you because yeah. remember we gave last week we gave everything a shiny. Oh so, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, we're, we're just we're just next, nonstop at this next point. Next album is definitely getting a shiny. So yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> you don't even need to like spoil it or anything. Yeah, like, you yeah, should already so. know. If, if you if you know us, you should know. You should know. <laughs> okay, yes. nine out of ten overall, and we can move on to topic three. Topic three. All right, Jacob. So, yes, I'm running this topic. So, for here, we're doing a review of Boa's ninth full album. Jesus Christ. I remember, remember this year she released her first mini album. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Her first mini album. And her ninth studio album, full album. Yeah. I love that she, like, pretty much only comes out with full albums. Like, honestly, I will not she complain. Had, technically, yeah. it's not even her ninth. It's, like, her 20th, because she has, like, 11 Japanese yeah, albums. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you cannot ignore her Japanese discography, because that's just as important and valid of a of her, music releases as I do. It's I mean, ninth honestly, Korean album. I need I, to find all her Japanese albums online so I can just literally have her entire discography with yeah. like 500 I mean, songs. I have I have her earlier albums on VH, not on VHS, uh, on cassette. VHS. Jesus Christ. Uh, no, but that, that's how old, that's how like long uh, Bo's career is, is that we're still getting, or her, her SM was putting it out on freaking cassette tape and that was like, that's like normal. So mm-hmm. that's, that's yeah. how tenured she is. So... All right, I guess we'll start it right off. By the way, the album is called The Woman. So to start it off, we have the title track of the same name, Woman. <laughs> so uh, right off the bat, like this song, like instantly blew me away as soon as it started. Like the like, uh, you have to watch this with the MV because like the screenshot the, that Nate it, picked is is yeah of that. yeah. <laughs> It starts out with foot with these uh, like footsteps and heels, and then boom, um, walks come walks in. Uh, Boa comes walking in, literally upside down and floating in the air. <laughs> like it's so good, and she's actually and she like, even does it. She yeah, even does it in the live performance. In the air, yeah, that's crazy. It's part of the choreography. I love it. Uh, I think it was Cooper in the Discord. He was like, "Michael Jackson, Moonwalk, who?" <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but no, just the the amount of like core strength you need to be able to do something like this is. And granted, like yeah. Boa has like abs of steel, like in compare, like even compared to like other uh, other crazy like fitness nuts like like Soyu or whatever. But yeah, just the amount of strength that you need to be able to carry like to carry yourself like that is just insane. And I was just like, can you? Can we legitimately like nominate this as a, for like best choreography just for this easily, one? Move? Easily, no, seriously, like easily. Um, also, like Boa, like she is easily one of my favorite K-pop dancers. Like she always, oh definitely. Like that's always a highlight in her her performance, and she always blows me away with it. Um, so onto the song, actually, like the 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 baseline in the song is really really great like these uh synth basses and uh i think it's synth at least yeah it definitely is definitely is um like it just it makes the song a lot of fun and like especially in the chorus like it's just super super catchy and i was uh definitely blown away by this i loved it a lot yeah see so actually i i won't i won't say i'm the opposite but uh, obviously, the choreo and the music video like blew me away, but for the song, to me, it it just felt like another Boa single. Um, like it it <laughs> it's not bad, and I did yeah, like yeah. the bass. I did like the bass part. I like how minimalistic the instrumentals are, um, yeah. and how it picks up for the chorus. But it 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 just didn't feel. It didn't sound like something new. It sounded mm. like just standard Boa. 
Um, which at the beginning, like the first three songs kind of are that way. Um, so at first I was like prepared to like, not actually like this album that much just cause it felt like it was going to be more Boa. But then mm. after the first three songs, it like picks up amazingly. Um, mm. we'll get there, but yeah, I actually, overall, I like the song a lot cause I love Boa, but it didn't blow me away or anything. I mean, obviously anything with a sick-ass bass line is going to blow me away. I mean, this is the year of sick-ass bass lines, essentially, or just, like, the month of sick-ass bass lines, so I'm going to like it. Uh, As for, like, the visual aspects outside of the uh, upside-down walking, uh, the wig's a bit weird. I'm just like, uh... Oh, yeah, the blonde wig. Oh, and the the freaking green wig. I was just like, oh, no. Oh, the green one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Good thing that only shows up for, like, two seconds. Two seconds, and I'm just like, yeah, that's more than enough. Um, Yeah, I, I enjoyed... I definitely still enjoyed the, uh... The song, just again, with how, mostly with how fluid it goes into the choreography, and I feel like yeah, Boa is unmatched, and also, um, the lyrics are self-written by Boa, and she does a lot of self-writing and self-production on this album, which is really cool. Also, I love, the one thing I love about Boa is that, maybe just because she's tendered at this point, and she was never, like, a in a group, it's just, she's one of the few female artists in K-pop that's not restrained to, like, because a lot of, like, female groups in K-pop are, literally, the only topic they sing about is, oh, I might have a crush on you, but my my fans would kill me, so I can't admit it. And like Boa is just like this, like girl power essentially. So it's uh, it's cool to and see. Boa is like woman power. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's cool to like. I can't honestly. I could never imagine Boa doing that kind of like bullshit, honestly, because it, 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 it doesn't speak to her character, her to her style of music, honestly. So she's yeah, beyond that at this point. Yeah, she's way beyond that at this point. You can't restrict her in that sort of way, which is why I'm. I I don't think her fans would do that in this state. Hell no, anyways. yeah. Yeah, because so. most people, because most K-pop fans aren't really appreciative of Bo. That, 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 that's the thing. We could probably have an entire podcast of how under-fucking-appreciated under Bo is. Also, most well, Bo fans from back in the day probably have kids now, so like they're like, I fuck if they say, care. You, <laughs> you kids and your stray kids and... <laughs> I don't know, basically. But these yeah. fucking Luna stands. They're just going around ruining everything like ARMY we had on, the, on Twitter. We back in my day. Yeah, basically. And yeah, it's just... I, I just keep hoping that every time she puts out music, she gets more and more popular to like the newer ones. But no, this just like this album came out about like a couple like a week ago, and it's only a two point seven million views for the the woman music video, and it has like one of the greatest choreography, like greatest intros, like yeah. in all of K-pop ever, and no one's gonna notice it because it's not because Bo is a lot older than they are. So, yep, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy too because Bo does not look like she's thirty one. <laughs> No, yep. she doesn't look like she's old any older than like twenty five. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like Boa is crazy. like the definition of fount of youth at this point. I'm just like, yo, is she is she like the same age as like I don't know, like sulky or something like that? Jeez, <laughs> uh, it's just crazy to me. Actually, um, now that now that I'm thinking about that, that how awesome would that be a sulky and Boa performance? Because they're do- they're both like a you hundred percent sure. Like I'm sure a big reason it happened, Boa. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure like she's a big a reason that, she can do what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> Bo or Sulgi definitely probably went to like SM because she she wants to be like Boa. To some, well, I mean like, that's that's why dancing. a lot of yeah. that's why a lot of the female editors went to yeah. SM. Like they want to be Boa. Like, yeah, like Tiffany like straight out said like she she went to SM because she wanted to be like Boa. Like yeah, that's yeah, that's like a huge impact. Yeah, my you know my, what I mean? f- my favorite comment on Reddit is like she's your bias is bias is bias or something like that. Yeah, yeah, literally. like like everyone in Korea like just is obsessed with her. So put some respect on that name. I mean, she's like 
like we were saying how SNSD were the were like the pioneers for girl groups. Like she was the uh, pioneer, like the f- first okay. first one. I feel I, like you know what I mean. I gotta cut us off for a second, Andrew. Okay. You literally just talked about it, but uh, seventeen minutes ago, the my side music video came out <laughs> for Stray Kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh no what do you want to do no uh, no we'll just we'll talk about it and release this but okay it's just okay. funny that i saw the pop up oh my god <laughs> okay just cut to the next song yeah, okay. yeah anyways sorry for the cut we're gonna go to the next song <laughs> um oh i thought so you'd next... just leave it in oh whatever i guess maybe we'll do that who cares yeah, Sorry for uh, awkwardness, audio listeners. Um, anyways, um, next song is called Like It. And uh, this song, I I really, really enjoyed the vibe of. Like, her, her singing is very, like, light and, um, like, lightweight, I guess is the way I'd put it. And then, uh, like, it kind of just, like, builds into a, a good chorus that, like, fills it up the, again, like, fills up the sound speech, like, quite a lot. So, I like that a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like, like how I chill. Tongue, oh. I feel like I tongue tied myself a lot in that, but whatever. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, yeah, I like how the chill the beginning is and how intense it gets after it picks up. Like you said, it it really fills. Um, I thought that I like it parts like a little grating though. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought so as well the oh. first time I listened to it. I like it. No, no, not just because I'm like saying it now. Yeah. <laughs> not just because mm. I'm saying like the lyrics, but I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've only listened to it once, so maybe it'll grow on me, but yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was grating. I've listened to this album, like, literally ten times. Oh, already. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've listened to this, like, a, like, a, like when I was playing Magic, I was just spamming this album. Like, cause, yeah, that's, that's, listening to music is the only way I don't just, like, choke in, like, Melee or, like, <laughs> when I'm playing Magic, because I get, like, performance anxiety or something like that, but no, like, this, this was, this was what I was listening to most of the time. So, what I really want to highlight here is the uh, production, which is done by Caesar and Louis. Uh, just of some of their repertoire over the past few, um, years, it's Singing in the Rain by Jin Soul, Red Flavor by Red Velvet, All Night by SNSD, and coincidentally, Underwater by Monster X. And yeah, I, I already, <laughs> Amazing. I already, just, I, I went on about how much I didn't like the, um, the production or like how, how much I didn't like the like the switch in that song but I mean I like everything else on that list including this song so I could definitely feel a similar DNA throughout the um all these sort of tracks and it's it's one of the favorites easily one of my favorites on on this this album though that's that's kind of like that's kind of like picking like what's like one a or one b at this point honestly just because there's so much yeah. good on here I think uh, I think that's definitely like an amazing track record including this song like holy crap what did you say red flavor yeah, crazy. and singing in the rain, right. which is like my favorite. Oh, like yeah, singing in the rain, Jinsel. Yeah, Luna. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, so next is Irreversible, which I believe was the lyrics were done by Bo on this, right? Yeah, self-produced, self-written, and self-composed. Amazing, amazing. Uh, this is actually one of my favorite songs on the album, so like that makes it that much better. Um. Again, like, I like how it starts off, like, pretty empty, and her singing is much more, like, understated and, like, gentle, and, uh, like, as it kind of gets into the, um, the chorus, it kind of, you know, uh, I don't know, it picks up power, but it still retains the gentleness, I guess, throughout the song, Hmm. which I really, really liked on that. Um, I think... 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, never mind that. Again, another point I'm just going to throw out because I can't elaborate <laughs> on it. Take another Here. point off. <laughs> 67. 67. <laughs> um, yeah, I I mean, it's classic Boa. It's chill R&B. It, great vocals as expected, but yeah, it didn't, like I said, the first three songs, like, I, I like, or like it was a little bit more, but the, like, woman in this just was just more Boa, it felt mm-hmm. like to me, um, which isn't a bad thing, uh, but... I was hoping for something a little different and luckily I got it from the next like eight songs, but, um, this was another one that was just like, yeah, it's just, it's classic Boa. Uh, I don't know. I just have an appreciation for, uh, Boa's sort of, uh, the sort of aura or the sort of like provenance she brings to songs. Like I'd say that like the reason why I think this style of like moody electro pop kind of works for her is because she kind of has... Like, I know we compare her to, like, a lot of people, but she's kind of, if you really think about it, she's kind of like the Korean, like, Madonna or, like, Kylie Minogue, in which she sort of, like, excels with this type of track, which is not surprising why she chose to um, self-produce this or self-compose it. And it has a very similar um, sort of feel to those, like, 80s and 90s, like, electropop synth, synth pop, um, uh, like, moody-style tracks. So, yeah, again, like, you were talking about uh, Jacob, where just the verses are just mostly just that, that bass line and just like some type of small like synthetic like um synth like uh track and like some like hi-hats like electronic hi-hats and then um it definitely picks up in or in sort of just like it sounds a lot more full during the chorus but still it manages to retain uh the overall sort of like mood of the song it doesn't necessarily change it in that way and yeah for her for her to be uh like writing this level of music is i i, I do still have to commend that and yeah, mm-hmm. I still do appreciate this, even even though it might just be. Granted, I don't standard boy is such a changing metric at this point because if you really think about the progression that she's made from like the early, like the late '90s to like now, it's just insane to see, like just the progression she's made in terms. Well, of yeah, the, her- the progression she's made in 20 years, but like yeah, <laughs> when I when I say standard boa, I mean the last like five Three years, years of boa. Yeah. That, yeah, I guess yeah. this is like what she's been putting out. Yeah, and and don't take it wrong. Like I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Um, it just didn't blow me away. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say like if if it was similar to like I guess where I'd like draw that uh, sort of arrow is probably like from like. Kiss my lips onward, probably. Yeah, which or is my, may, maybe at like, like the shadow. Shadow, only one, yeah, but. shadow only one is where I put it, which is six years. Yeah, like pretty much my only exposure to Boa was just like it was like only one, and after that it was just Kiss My Lips. So there's just like a huge gap of like before and between that. Mm. So I mean, like maybe I'm just not as tired of this style from her yet. I mean, I'm not tired I, at all. I have a preference for it, I definitely, or especially because yeah. Kiss My Lips is just like one of the, I feel like one of her best songs ever released until the next, until this, until this one that's like literally like coming up after Reversible, but we'll get there. Just go listen to Hurricane Venus over and over. <laughs> and about. Oh, 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 hurricane. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just love, uh, so good. Electronic, manic, supersonic, yeah, bionic um, energy. Yeah, energy. I was trying to remember yeah. what it was. It was like so good. So good. All right. Anyways, um, next song is called Encounter. Um, this song definitely is a stark uh, contrast from Irreversible. Yeah. At the same time, it kind of 
retains a certain a similar vibe in my opinion whereas like the vocals in irreversible are super like gentle and this uh like they're they're super like right from the get-go they're really powerful and uh like forceful whereas like which also contrasts with the uh like the chorus where it like gets it's toned down more in the chorus and during the ver- verses is where it's like the most powerful so i actually thought that was pretty interesting yeah yeah i thought this was a really cool song um obviously it's got a little bit of tropical house hints in there um yep. with the like uh marimba type um instrumentals uh, so I, I thought it was really cool. And this this is what I was talking about, like getting on in the rest of the album. There's so many interesting things going on that I didn't expect um, that like really made it stand out for me. This might have dethroned Kiss My Lips as the best Boa song I've heard in my entire life. Honestly, honestly, saying that like with 100 percent like authenticity. Like you don't know, we're gonna find out at the end of my when I get my end of the year Spotify like plays sort of thing. How just how much I ended up playing this song over and over again because yeah, I've been through multiple work days just listening to Encounter over and over and over and over again. And no wonder because of the production talent that they have on this. You have Shaylin Carroll who did Coco Bop. Okay, you have MZMC who did Starlight by Taeyeon and We Young by Chanyeol and Sehun and Written in the Stars by Wendy and John Legend. And like there's a they put out like all the SM All Stars onto this track and it's just it shows easily and oh man just like this is one of the best drops i've heard like in my entire life just like oh again you like I, i've just gone on and on about how i'm a huge like big fan of just like vocal chopping and that sort of like style that they sort of bring to this and yeah basically anything like i don't know it's that it's that style of like tropical music that i've sort of um grown accustomed to between this and like rumor and like kiss and makeup by Dua Lipa and Blackpink that sort of style I feel works so well with female vocalists and I'm just I need more of it just like get rid of that other tropical like nonsense and just do this style of music again until I get and eventually get sick of that <laughs> yeah I thought um yeah definitely the the drop like in the chorus is definitely really interesting um despite it having kind of a tropical house influence like i was saying like you can do it really well you just have to stand out i guess yeah from the back and this easily Um, stands out so moving on we can go to the next track which is called little more um so with this track uh i really enjoyed the uh instrumentation on this um like with the how would I describe it I guess either way whatever um the instrumentation I really liked a lot uh I get I find it hard to like describe a lot of things so that's why I do a lot of those pauses but yeah uh, also the uh the really really like high reaching notes for the the chorus I really like that mm-hmm. almost like borderline falsettoing um yeah I really enjoyed that so yeah, I thought this song was really one of the more catchy songs in the album as well. Yeah, this is actually one of my favorites. I thought like it starts out with an amazing piano intro, and then it just turns into this like really really good like big band funk style song. Um, and I thought it fit her really well, um, and it wasn't really something we've heard from her mm-hmm. um, either. But it's. Yeah, it's got that, like, earth, wind, and fire, like, style 
going yeah. on in yeah. the vocals. Seventies funk, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Self-written, self-composed, and self-produced. Well, like some. Oh, help I didn't from, realize this one was too. I only yeah. knew about Irreversible. With some, with some help from I think like. Well, she, I know for the lyrics, she wrote every boys. song except yeah. for one of them. Yeah, Ken, which Kenzie wrote. Yeah, and I mean you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna say no to Kenzie, honestly. Um, like yeah. Kenzie is like the teddy of SM, like you've yep. said so many times. I'm surprised she had the time to cut out of out of her busy schedule to give a song to to Boa. But yeah, I get it. Just like the I love the funk guitar. I love I, I fell in love the second I heard this piano intro. So just pretty much like sort of same reasons you guys said. And again, yeah, just really. This is probably of the self-produced tracks. I feel like this might be the best of of the uh, yeah the ones that she had most of her input in on mm. production-wise. So yeah, I, I hope again. I hope it's a, a continuing trend for her. All right. So next we'll go into the song, which is called "You and I." And uh, honestly, this one's probably my favorite track on the album. I I really really enjoyed this. Um, despite thinking, I, I do think that Woman was the right choice as a title track, but I think this one easily could have been. Um, the instrumentation on the, uh, I guess like the synths and stuff, they work really well. Um, her vocals are really, really nice and clean. Um, overall, it just, it just feels the most like, uh, nice and, uh, I don't know. I feel like I could see really good um, choreography to this. We're uh, having a cool music video. Like, uh, honestly, like one of my favorite music videos ever was Camouflage from uh, this past year. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, you could, it was you could definitely do something super, like that super good. Yeah. This. Like, something super nice and aesthetic with like cool, like CG and stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I think that would have been really cool. Yeah. You forgot to mention it's a cover of the A League song. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, and the uh, and IU and and, 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 and well, but this is spelt like you Ailey's. and I. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Where, okay. Where I, I makes any difference to the audio I, listeners? I, it's I the letter U. It. It's the ampers and and then the I, where as okay, opposed okay, to Y O U A N D I. Yeah. Um, but no, that's the most common K-pop song name. Seriously? No, we looked it up and it was like. It was something, I think it was just love or something with love in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. remember I looked up, there was like 14 songs with the same name. Um, but, <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that. Um, uh, but no, yeah, I thought the song's really, really good. It's up there for one of my favorites. Um, it's got that like 80s style, like ED or like electronic beat going on that Andrew loves and I also love. Um, and. Like what you said, Jacob, I thought the instrumentals are really good and her voice is really good and it fits like they mix so well. Yeah, um, yeah. In this type of song. Yep, it's more of the uh, moody electropop style that I loved on Irreversible, whereas this, whereas you and I has a lot more of a driving synth and yeah. it's a really like, in, like, in the like the pre-chorus, there's like a tiny like trap breakdown, but it doesn't sound out of place. Neither do like the electric guitars. So again, there's a, there's there's elements of modernization that they that she uh, helps bring to this, despite the uh, sort of like retroness of the the song. And obviously, again, like the vocals are outstanding. So it's another it's another song I enjoyed. Obviously. So I just checked, and I have eight songs in my library called "You and I." <laughs> <laughs> you and I. 
crazy. Oh no! <laughs> what the hell? All right, if you anyways. if you're if you're a K-pop songwriter, please stop using you ampersand and I. It's gonna be so. You're making our job like so much harder just trying to find it. Well, it's just eight songs with any permutation of just being pronounced you and I. Oh my god, it's the worst. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, uh, the next song is if. Uh, this one's definitely. Like more on the side of being a uh, ballad, however, it's more of like a uh, what do you, what do you call it? Like I guess like coffee shop sort of thing, uh, where you do like a I don't know. Like I, I visualize her like sitting on a stool with an acoustic guitar, kind of just singing this in a random coffee shop in like New York or something like that. Um, that being said, I I really like the the vibe of it. Her uh, her raw vocals get a get a chance to shine a lot in this song, and I think that's where it. Um, its biggest strength is mm-hmm. yeah um yeah the, this is uh, like a really good showcase of her vocals obviously she's an insanely good singer as well as dancer um yep. but i thought that it's, it's cool that literally other than like a tiny bit of percussion in it guitar is the only instrumentals in this entire song um and i thought that was really interesting yeah, this is basically Boa doing like a John Mayer impression, like just straight up a, a blues style song, blues riffs mm. like up the wazoo and everything. Where, um, yeah, basically, and only somebody like Boa or only somebody with the vocal capability of Boa could pull pull something like this off. Where other than just like shakers and yeah, the the guitar, it's just her voice is the one that's card carrying the entire song. And it's another yeah. self-produced song along with like Stain, like Stain Boys who just, who did a lot of the production of, um, or who's, yeah, almost all of the songs that Boa produced, uh, they, they helped out with that. So yeah, just again, just awesome, awesome production and awesome work from her on that front. All right. So next song is called No Limit. And, uh, this song, like the drop, is really great. Again, it's a more like tropical house uh, inspired one, but again, I th- I think it really really does a good job of standing out. And also, uh, another thing that I really love is like it it does a really really uh, drastic, um, I guess like steep fill up uh, as far as like filling up the sta- soundstage thing that I've been saying uh, this episode is like it does it really really fast and really really full uh, in the pre-chorus and like you it gets you really hyped up as it builds up to the drop so I really like that in the song yeah yeah I, uh, I love the instrumentals for this with the brass section um uh, it's just like I don't know I don't even know it's it's not what I expected at all um, so I thought it was a really cool use of it. Yeah. Only Boa can make me like a tropical house song. <laughs> Next. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Okay. That's all okay. I have to say on it. <laughs> Only so, freaking Boa, man. Next we have Good Love. Um, this song immediately is like the, the instrumentals I was like, I was kind of like taken back by a little bit. It was like the, the yeah, the, the springy sound. That's how yeah. I described it. It's a weird springy sound. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I like it. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's definitely some type of like keys put through an effects pedal so that it just it's it, it, yeah. maybe like a wah pedal sort of thing to to give more yeah. of that funk or R and B sound. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I think it it lends really well to giving like a jelloey feeling of the song. Like it's kind of like. Like kind of bounces um 
And uh, her vocals definitely really lent to that sort of, uh, I guess, texture is what I'll call it, of the song. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really, really like the, uh, I guess, imagery that gives me. Yeah, I thought there were a lot of really cool sounds going on in the song in the background. Like we said, the springy sound, um, the slap bass and piano, which are fantastic. Uh, I just thought it was a really good, upbeat song. Mm-hmm. Again, have to highlight the production that they had on this Um Kenzie wrote the did the lyrics. Um, a producer named Jamil, nicknamed Digi uh, Chamas, was the producer, and his repertoire includes Starlight by Tan. He does some stuff for NCT, Temin, EXO, awesome. and Little Dicky. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, Little Dicky, really? Yeah, <laughs> I looked at his I looked at his genius front, like his genius like like discography or whatever. It's just like yeah. Little Dicky, Little Dicky, Little Dicky. I'm just like, what? Dude, can we get a bow of Lil Dicky? Uh, Hell yeah! I want a bow of Lil Dicky collaboration. You kidding me? How amazing Dude, Lil would Dickie that be? Would be hilarious. <laughs> that's awesome. Dude, so making yeah, love that. Digi make that work. Like that's that'd be awesome. So again, I just again much like uh, much like uh, the if where it's just like again just like this really like jazzy blues vibe again it's just. It's just perfect fit for her style of voice, and again, I, the production on this is definitely uh, worth noting. Yeah. Um, so next we have the song "I Want You Back," which is a cover of the Twice cover of the Jackson, of the Jackson Five, Five song. song. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's coverception. Anyways, uh, this song, like the instrumentals, especially uh, stand out to me on this one. Like the uh, like the sense like. Like the like it was super good. Um, also the like guitar that sort of goes on in the background throughout the song was really great, along with the uh, sort of like walking percussion. I thought that really really did well. Um, and again, as on like all the songs, her vocals were fantastic. Yeah, literally my only notes are funk guitar, cool synth line, and Bo's voice. What's not to love? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, if you hear the notes, it's like do 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 do. Like the, like the, she's yeah. in, she's hitting the she's hitting the upper bounds of her register basically. So, um, this the immediate thought that I had in K-pop, or at least first in K-pop when it came to like the style of song that I found this familiar to. It kind of reminded <sighs> me of Bottom, uh, by uh, Taeyeon off of her most recent album. But in ter- mm-hmm. compared to like Western or or American music, it definitely reminds me of like Maroon Five and. DNCE or dance they did the, the most famous well they have one of the Jonas Brothers in it and they did a really popular song called Cake by the Ocean just again this very like dance pop style song yep. for it which again I wouldn't expect from Boa and it's cool to see like the sort of parallels we have between like Tan and Boa in terms of their solo music because again I feel like yeah it's just like Tan's essentially just like the next generation of Boa to some degree and it's cool to see how they have yeah. very similar influences in terms of like what they draw from western music and want to apply to uh, the Korean market so again like I mentioned that like yeah. the high notes that she's hitting in this are excellent so i mean at this point do we really have to like do we really have to like divulge what our score is on like honestly like do we have to like do in detail because i it should be pretty obvious at this point honestly 10 negative 7.5 plus 17.5 plus 17.5 what is it like too much water <laughs> no, no that, that's the monster album <laughs> too much water yeah too much water <laughs> I guess, yeah, like, 
when it comes to ratings. Ten. We're all we're all ten. Ten agreement, yep, right? Ten. Yep. Yeah. And it's it's uh we have to give it a name. I, I, maybe it's like an immaculate score or I don't know, just like a nat. <laughs> oh, bless you, Nate. Um, throbbingly Devaco. No, throbbingly. No, throbbingly Devaco. You're not adding that. Make that. Make that. Make that seal of approval. No, 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 no. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna have a Gaussian blur over it. No, we're not. We're not sense Japanese style censoring our goddamn logo. No, I think my my idea is it's either because like the term immaculate inning in baseball is when you strike out the the side on nine pitches or in D&D there's something called a nat, natural 20 or a nat 20 is when you roll a, a like a you you roll a perfect yeah. 20 or whatever maybe we could call it a nat 30 or an immaculate it's an immaculate album actually it sounds pretty cool robbingly Dave no immaculate album we're going with immaculate album that's what you're going with Yes. But I make the thumbnails. No, you're not censoring <laughs> the goddamn thumbnails. No, I'm not gonna censor. I'm gonna do the one where it's like it's the Gaussian blur, where it's all like, no, throbbing. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. all right. I mean, Anyways, it's topic a truly four. Oh, I mean, yes. like, or just before we go into that, obviously, like, pretty much, Bo has never disappointed us ever in her entire career at this point. But no, I, not not even once for me. Like, yeah, for real. Yeah, she she never will probably, and I mean just her the output that she's had this year, um, between this her Japanese album and the the, the other mini, mini album that she released this year. Yeah, she's definitely she's definitely like knocking on that artist of the year category. Especially. I need to get a boa poster for my room. I just gotta send me one, but I just realized I don't have a boa. <laughs> one. All right, I'm gotta gonna get on fix that. Wait, <laughs> oh, yeah. perfect ten. It's a perfect. Maybe that's what we should call it. It's perfect ten. Oh, whose song is that? Perfect Ten is a oh, red velvet. It's a red velvet yeah, song. Yeah. I mean, that'd be perfect because yeah. red velvet. Yeah, so it's a perfect ten. Yeah, it's a perfect ten. Robbingly ten. No, Robbingly stop. Ten. No, leave ten, ten alone. Ten. No. Uh, okay, Robbingly let's go to topic NCT. four. All right. Anyways, <laughs> uh, topic four. It's the one I was upset about earlier. Andrew can uh, can lead this topic, I guess, since he All hasn't right. led one yet. All right. Um, hold on, let me just go to the drama view. Alright, so this topic is going to be a discussion slash Jacob rant about they shut down drama it's, fever. It's, <laughs> it's mostly me just like telling a story about say, how I I'm, found I'm not out. gonna have too much to talk about because I didn't use it, but I can chime in. I mean I didn't use I didn't start using drama fever uh just to like get that out of the way. I didn't start using 12 drama bucks fever. bucks a year. Well no cuz I I have Verve so I yeah, I had yeah. drama fever just immediately. Um <laughs> I didn't end up using it until this year when I was when I got really sick from the flu. I just watched non-stop episodes of Running Man and that got me through my flu my flu uh season. So um for those that don't know, drama fever is a uh Korean sometimes Japanese and sometimes um Chinese uh drama uh, website where they for like 12 bucks a month or however much um, you can pay and watch oh they do simulcasts of uh, currently airing uh, dramas in Korea and, a- and the rest I of hope Asia they get a replacement we'll get there uh, they opened in 2009 they were initially acquired by a Japanese company named SoftBank like a really big company over in Japan and then in 2014 or in the, they were acquired in 2014 by SoftBank and in 2016 they were acquired by Warner Media. uh until October 16th, they decided to shut down the company. Um, to to read the uh, the message that they have on the website, 
Uh, as of October 16th, Drama Fever has been shut down for nine years. Drama Fever offered a place to, for the streaming the best Korean, Chinese, Japanese dramas on demand straight to your device. We appreciate the passion of our fans, and it's been a f- privilege to deliver you this content. While this decision is difficult, there's a variety of business reasons that have led to this conclusion. We appreciate each and every one of our fans and their passion for the content Drama Fever was able to bring into your lives. We'd like to take this time to extend our thanks and gratitude to you, our loyal subscribers. Mm-hmm. We'll be issuing refunds as applicable. Subscribers will receive an email from us in the de- with details in the coming days. Sincerely, the Drama Fever team. So, well, just I guess I'll just go through like thoughts before we go into like the overarching overarching narrative that as to why Drama Fever was shut down. So, Jacob, I'll let you go off. <laughs> well, for me, so the way I found out, I posted it, and Andrew's like, "Old news." I posted it like three seconds ago, and I was like, "Okay, I didn't see that." I literally found out by going on Drama, Drama Fever's website. Like I, uh, so I was studying Korean. Like, like I do like try to do a lesson a day of Korean so I can learn as much as possible before I go next semester. And, uh, so I saw a video on talk to me in Korean. They're like, yeah, one of the, one of the ways we recommend like learning vocabulary and stuff is literally just by watching dramas, like without subtitles. So like, okay, I'll pick a drama that I already know what happens and stuff. So I can like just listen for words that and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll watch context. Goblin on drama fever. And then, so I go on Drama Fever, and then I see, and then I see that message. I was like, "What? It's close. How could this get day get any worse?" I was like, "Oh my god!" So then I posted that, and then, and then we were at present day where Andrew's like, "What the hell, dude? I posted that three seconds ago. Scroll up." <laughs> so yeah, basically, I was just like, I was really surprised by it though, like, cause I thought I was under the impression that under the impression that drama fever was doing well because most people watch dramas on drama fever yeah, at least in the u.s yeah, yeah it's um, definitely drama fever i'd say would be the most high profile of the uh the on-demand streaming services for korean uh shows granted the only well, they only in, carry in the dramas in, yeah in the u.s because yeah. i think other than that i think i think what would have ultimately pushed to their demise is netflix picking up more and more korean dramas maybe yeah um hulu doing that as well yeah uh and then also Viki, which is their main competitor, yeah. uh, which who is owned by Rakuten now, which is a Rakuten, Japanese company. Uh, yeah, Rakuten owns them. So yeah, yeah. The, your alternatives right at, at the current time are Viki, uh, Kokoa, yep. who Kokoa is the um, official distributor in, or uh, all the, like the major networks in Korea uh, sort of made a company specifically for the purpose of licensing and distributing uh, the Korean shows and media. drama. Yeah, Korean media to uh, outside companies. So Kokoa Koko uh, okay, has like their own. They, they have their own th- website, but they do distribute to Drama Fever and to Viki, which is why you had like shows like. Um, used to have like infinite challenge and you have like running man on drama fever and that sort of thing you also have odk but on demand korea is kind of getting gutted lately and as you mentioned netflix and hulu so yeah there's there's some situation there's some shows that are just that have no replacements whatsoever like there's there's no there's currently no legal way to yeah other than other than with drama fever there's no legal way to to watch uh to watch goblin which is a a huge show a huge show and i'm shocked that yeah, the, like the, leaving this big of a gap is like really bad. I mean, granted, Drama Fever's website is shut down, but as far as I well, know, Drama Fever had like exclusive rights to a ton of shows. So like, yeah, a ton of shows, huge blow. Oh, Netflix God. just needs to pick them all up. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, I'd be fine if Netflix picked them all up, except like that's a lot of work, and they tend to do their own subtitles, and yeah, like it's a lot of licensing headaches. I feel like so. I feel like I'd rather have Cocoa or something start up a new service. That's do they do uh, subs? comparable in, in price? Coco, no, Coco, okay, Coco, they they uh they license to Vicky. So if you really want like oh, stuff okay. that was that was maybe Vicky um, can do it. Vicky's really expensive though. Oh my god, I was going to say that. Oh, Drama Fever is still available on Verve, but dead ass. I logged into my. They they're just not, turned off. They, no, they're, they're not there. They're not there anymore. Oh my god. Like. Yep. Yep. They they they, they literally just. They literally just took it Damn. off, and it, it it was there like like earlier this week too. So that, that's yeah yeah. Well, I, that's what I was. That's what I went to uh, watch Goblin on earlier was because I went on Verve. I was like, oh, on Verve they have Drama Fever. Let's see if it's still there. And it, it was. However, the only option was to watch it with English subtitles, and I wanted to watch it without subtitles. Yeah, because they hard sub. <laughs> so and so. I'm not doing that. But. Nate, do you have any experience with it or no? Uh, I used to watch Running Man on it like years and years ago when I was keeping up with Running Man. Yeah. Um But yeah, <laughs> I, one one thing I did find like there were times where there were dramas I wanted to watch that weren't on there. Um, so obviously they didn't have everything. Yeah. Um, there was some stuff that was like I don't know if Netflix <laughs> had exclusive rights or other places had exclusive rights. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, like this isn't a big deal. I just don't watch much TV in general, let alone yeah, same, uh, I guess. So like, um, it's not a big blow to me, but it does kind of suck that until someone picks this stuff up, there's a lot of dramas, like big dramas that they had exclusive rights to that you you just can't watch anymore legally. Um, it's our it, yeah, it's already hard enough to find legal sources of English subs um, for dramas and stuff, so. Hopefully someone picks all that up um, and we I, have I, somewhere. Honestly, the most likely case is probably Viki's going to pick it up because they do subs in like like 20 different languages or whatever. Yeah, so. Viki, oh, really? Viki is definitely the most, um, like definitely the leading candidate as a uh, replacement, especially if you're paying for like the, the, like it's like, I don't know, it's like $90 a year or something. Like if you add the Cocoa service, the Cocoa Plus. Yeah, though, although that's like... Vicky is significantly ex- more expensive than Drama Fever was, is that I'll point out. Like, Drama Fever is $1 yeah, a month. That was the, yeah, that was the big draw for Drama Fever, it was $12 a year, which is, but, but still, 90, 90 bucks a year isn't expensive for a streaming yeah, service. Yeah, and it's, especially if you could consider just, like, like the, the breadth, bucks a month or whatever. the breadth of, uh, just content that's available in Vicky, like, I'll go to right now, just yeah, to show our viewers. They have, they have Korean, Chinese, Japanese dramas, they have tons of stuff. Yeah, and they have they have hmm. some stuff that's, like, exclusive to them and everything, and they're more than just dramas. They, like, you can watch, like, I think the show, or it's, like, you can watch, like, you can watch certain, like, music shows on there, that and they're, they're updated, like, you can... With like the basic subscription, you can get it like uh, like three weeks late. But if you pay for this eight eight dollars and thirty three a month, nine hundred ninety nine 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 ninety nine billed annual or ninety nine dollars billed annually, um, you can get it just like or as it airs sort of thing. Uh, so yeah. yeah, just like the breadth of content that you're available that's available is yeah, it's definitely worth it. Just or it justifies the price. But yeah, um, I guess I could just go into like 
the the bigger picture as to this. So again, Drama Fever was owned by Warner Media, and recently, as of a couple of months ago, Warner Media was acquired by AT and T, who is making mm-hmm. a move to start their own streaming service. So there's a lot oh, of maybe no- that's what it is. Yeah, there's a lot of nonsense going on right now where um, it, it ties back into anime actually, because. Um, Funimation and Crunchyroll, uh, two of the biggest um, anime distributors in the West, they had a partnership agreement where basically Funimation would dub show anime shows that Crunchyroll yeah. would get the license to and vice versa sort of thing. Um, but uh, ever since the uh, the announcement or ever since the acquisition by AT&T uh, of Crunchyroll and Verve and Otter Media basically and Warner Media... Um, Funimation is owned by Sony Pictures, so it's co- it's competing interests or just like uh, your competitors. So they did, they wanted to pull yeah. out of the agreement, and at first I was kind of mad, just like, hey, I, I love Funimation, and uh, I don't have to pay for like separate like subscription just to get more anime and nonsense like that. But I can understand why is because like yeah, this 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 AT and T deal sounds really like bad, just because if you consider AT and T now owns. Um, they have their own internet service. They have their own t- cellular service. They have yep. they own Directv, and now they yep. own. They own HBO, Turner, and Warner's like libraries. So basically, they have a they can monopolize all of that content, and they basically like they can like oh you need to have Directv and an AT and T phone and AT and T internet to access all of like this stuff, which would be complete bullshit. Because imagine if well, like it it, it it entirely goes into the whole like net neutrality thing. Like they're yeah. they're clearly setting up to do exactly what they said they wouldn't do. Yep. And, no, it just imagine just like imagine it's like oh you want to watch the last the final season of Game of Thrones? You have to sign up for Directv. And like this phone service and like all this sort of like imagine the outrage and I hope they don't do it but I mean honestly with these kind with these big companies you never expect you you really can't like put anything past them honestly so um, mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what Korean content plays into like the bigger picture because it's weird because why are they shutting down Drama Fever now if they're essentially going to launch this like new service in twenty only in twenty nineteen like. Are they going to include? Are they going to just be? Hey, we got our we got our stuff back. Like we're gonna, drama fever is just going to be on this new like AT and T streaming service or whatever. But if that was the case, why shut it down a, almost a year in advance? Like that just yeah. that doesn't make sense because you're just like fuck that. I'm not going to wait till 2019. I'll just sign up for another service or just not watch it. Yeah, it's just why would you why would you gut your customer base like that if you were just going to transition them to a different service and in, uh, in the long run. Seems to me mm-hmm. like they don't want to be helping any of their competitors in any way, shape, or form. I guess so basically cut off all the, shut off all, cut off all the heads. Yeah, maybe and it's just maybe because they they did this or they shut down Drama Fever and they shut down um, another uh, another website called Filmstruck, which is it mm. basically the the old like the, like. You know, like the channel TCM, Turner Classic Movies, but it's just like it's just like a subscription service, but for like classic like Turner films, and they shut that down completely. So again, it seems Dang. like it seems like yeah, they, they want to put everything behind one paywall as opposed to like having all these individual websites. But the thing is, though, like, like why not wait? Yeah, and no. What if you're somebody that literally does not care about like Game of Thrones or HBO stuff or Turner like TNT shows, and you're like, all I just want to do is like watch freaking like Goblin yeah, or whatever. That's money they're losing yeah. out on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just or just like it's it, it'd be if even if they do include uh, at least for the next year. 
Yeah, if even if they do include like Korean st- like dramas and, and like television in this like AT and T subscription service, like what like poor like college kid or high school kid that wants to watch like Goblin or like Running Man or something like that, like what are they gonna do? Like they're gonna they're gonna pay for it's basically paying for a cable subscription essentially. So it just yeah. it it doesn't make sense honestly. It's so weird. So, I mean, yeah, that's basically all I wanted to talk about. It's just, like, a weird and just, like, yeah. out-of-nowhere situation. And yeah. I just I just hope that it's just... I hope it's not a bubble situation where it's, like, everyone starts shutting down just because they can't really... Or nobody, want, nobody wants to risk licensing all these shows and everything. It's, there's a lot of parallels between this and anime. Um, yeah. In terms of, like, licensing agreements or just, like, distribution, that sort of thing. It's really complicated because you have to license for each individual country. Like, uh, uh, Vicky, Vicky carries... Goblin, but it's not available in the West because they don't have the licensing yep. rights for everything. It's it's a huge mess basically, and it just makes it like a lot harder for people to like get into K dramas. Honestly, that's why that's the big reason why I didn't get into it. Just because it's just like, where do I watch this stuff? I won't get the yep. FBI knocking on my door. Honestly, it's just it's just too complicated at this point. So yeah they they need a place like Crunchyroll where they can literally just find almost anything and I mean yeah like drama fever was that I guess it's just they didn't see it as financially viable and I mean Crunchyroll might yeah. be on its way out considering like Verve is just basically like the new Crunchyroll essentially if you think about it yeah so I mean yeah I just I hope that yeah I hope somebody is like hey there's a gap in the market maybe we can license all these shows maybe like Vicky or ODK yeah. or we'll pick it up or maybe we'll get a new service um from uh, Warner, but yeah, it's just still really weird. And like again, Drama Fever was just such a big name in like the K-pop, the Western K-pop community. And just to see it go away like this is really sad. Yeah. Well, I guess that's pretty much everything we wanted to cover this week. So, thanks for listening. Uh, do we have anything up upcoming? I don't think so. Eyes one. At least not for me. Eyes oh, one. Yeah, eyes one. Well, that'll uh, be out by the time. Yeah, this by is the time out. you watch this video, we yeah. will have done a uh, just quick album review or mini album review of Eyes One's uh, debut mini album and everything. Color eyes. Yeah, so it's going to that's going to be under the uh, produce cast uh, moniker. So keep an eye out for that if you uh, haven't uh, checked that out yet. So yeah, I think that's the only thing that we have other than just more Daybot cast and yep. stuff. They throbbingly Daybot. <laughs> Say throbbingly drama. <laughs> I don't but know. You don't say throbbingly. That's our thing. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give you. Guys, I'm trying to give you guys something here. Like stay, stay. No, throbbingly Daybok album. Okay. Yeah. You guys. You guys are <laughs> just suck. like Boa. You guys just good. suck. Bye. Anyang.